This is Chanted, a podcast where we offer vulnerable and insightful commentary on navigating life in your 20s, relying on real, raw, and extra AF stories all 20-somethings can relate to. I'm Niall. And I'm Brittany, and life in your 20s never goes as planned, and we have a few stories to prove it. Our podcast will reveal the not-so-picture-perfect aspects of life in your 20s and give you the kick in the ass you need to take a chance on life. Thank you for tuning in. Hey guys, just wanted to give a quick note before the episode begins. Niall and I usually have an outline and some main points that we want to hit on each episode. However, this episode we filmed right in the middle of the week of the protest where we were both feeling very um, emotional and raw and vulnerable and we did not take the time to have an outline. We felt it was important to just hop on and speak just from what was on our mind So just wanted to give that update. If we're rambling a bit, if we say um a lot, we do apologize and we'll do better going forward. We just felt like it was super important to record it in the moment. And if you guys are interested in supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, conquering racial injustices in this country, we advise you to check out the links in our bios and we will try to include a link in our description box for places where you can donate and sign some petitions. Thank you. Welcome back to Chance at the Podcast. We are excited to be here for another episode. Um, I think this episode is very meaningful to us. And especially during a time like this, as two Black women, we thought it would be a great opportunity to hop on and have a conversation about what is going on in the world, how is it impacting us. So first and foremost, we want to start off by saying rest in peace to George Floyd. Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and all of the people that have lost their lives to racial injustice and especially police brutality. This has been a heavy week for all of us. I'm sure people throughout the world are definitely feeling this, but I think this has been a week of change and I hope, hopefully, you know, the movement continues. And uh, we thought it'd be the perfect opportunity to hop on and just kind of give our opinion, our thoughts about what's going on. I think with everything going on, this is given an opportunity to have a very open and honest dialogue with your family members, with your friends, with people that you don't talk to often, um, with your coworkers. And I think that is the most important takeaway of this week is conversation, advocating for yourself and the people you love, speaking up when it's right. And um, yeah. Yeah. And I would say this is also has been a great opportunity for allyship as well. I think that's been like a hot topic, like a very heavily used word. Um, But I think it's definitely about time. I mean, this movement, Black Lives Matter movement has been around for six years. Like Niall and I were in high school when this started. And now we've already graduated college in our, you know, in our professional careers. And uh, we're just now really seeing the traction that was owed to this movement six years ago. And though, you know, there's a lot of disappointment and a lot of hurt and sadness um, that it took so long for this to happen. And especially, you know, as two Black women with two Black brothers, you know, Black family, friends that... We're just now seeing this happen. We still appreciate and are happy that 
there we're seeing that people are having conversations they are changing their opinions and you know denying the all lives matter movement and just speaking up yeah for sure i think one of the things that we need to start off with is just having a mental check with each other like how are we feeling emotionally mentally um after this week of events and like kind of where our head's at yeah so i'll go ahead um i feel like the past two weeks have been very overwhelming um obviously i don't know any black person in america that is getting good sleep right now and that is not facing like excruciating anxiety you know just turning on the news and seeing everything and then turning like going on social media and seeing your fellow uh black counterparts your family your friends hurting and then also immediately getting flooded with texts and social media messages from you know white people that we have in our lives asking us like what can i be doing and i'm so sorry and just it's it's a lot and then especially like going to work every day um nine to six out like nine to six work right and then especially in the space that i work um i work in public relations and a lot of our clients are like nonprofits, um like government philanthropic organizations that sort of thing which is a mm-hmm. lot to do with uh like minorities and vulnerable communities and um just black people in general so facing those issues that are that go beyond just like police brutality and just everything, all the racial injustices, like climate injustice, crime, education, like that's what I work with every day. And then turning on the TV and, you know, having to see it like unfold, it's just been very, very overwhelming. Yeah. And I think overwhelming and a little traumatizing. Um, You know, I feel like it's a lot to have to show up at work and, you know, put your best foot forward when you are grieving yourself just as a Black person and hurting for your community. What I am appreciating right now, though, like I had mentioned earlier, is the allyship. And I I think even just for you and I, we've noticed so many different resources and um, companies like that are Black-owned companies or companies that it has really revealed a lot. And I know you and I have both taken a step back and like, taking a look at some of the companies that we deeply admire and appreciate. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and call like one of them out. Zara has been very disappointing to like see them not really speak out and like Trader Joe's, for example, taking over a week to put out something and like yeah. doing the bare minimum. And I think it's just been very revealing. But then like on the other hand, you have people and companies who are not only speaking out, but they're putting their money where their mouth is and saying like, you know what, like our organization does not have any black people at the C-suite level or at the executive level. And we're going to change that. And this is how. And then on top of that, like, we're also going to donate, you know, this much. And it's not, you know, purchase my item and we'll donate half of the profits. No, like we need to see you outright donate and see when people actually do that and list out who they're donating to. Like I, I've thoroughly enjoyed seeing let's come forward. I, I think also too, it's like putting out a statement about what's going on because every company in America is doing that. But how are you putting together actionable items that you will change within your community and within your company? I, one of the things that 
it's great right now where we're in the crux of it for everyone to be showing that, you know, they're dedicated to this cause, donating money to various organizations, relief funds, and victims' families. I think all of that is awesome. But how do we continue to make a change after the hype dies down? And one of the things that I I have found to be impactful are some of the companies that are saying we will make a better effort at hiring um, more Black people in our corporate office, um, having more people of color on our executive boards. Like, how can you look into, I guess, your company and see ways you can improve besides donating money to a cause. And that's been one of the things I'm really curious about because I feel like I've seen a lot of companies say these great things, but how can you just improve your company culture? You know, like, I feel like we all in corporate America operate in spaces where, you know, it's not that, it's not that many black people. And then the black people that are there are underpaid you know, they have white people picking off their ideas, or not protecting them. Yeah, and dealing with a lot of microaggressions throughout the day, throughout, you know, everything. So all of that is like stuff that is important and that needs to be talked about and we need to see change. I know, f- especially if you're one of these companies and most of your, you profit mostly off Black people, you need to look inward and see how many Black people are working for you. I know that's something me and Brittany are both passionate about is when you are in these corporate spaces, not only hiring people of color and black people, but really respecting their voices and their opinions and what they bring to the table. It's like one thing to invite someone like to the cookout and not talk to them. And that's kind of like how sometimes it feels in corporate America. Yeah, definitely. And the tokenization of those few black people that are hired like that needs to come to an end to like okay we need you to write the statement on behalf of our white company on how we're going to do better or we want you to draft like the perfect apology for us like that should not be the case right you know and then it's very overwhelming when you're the only black person and I, i'm not the only black person in my agency but when you're the only black person in a white space and you're being bombarded with like, how should this response be? Or like, what do we need to do better? Or um, can you go on air and talk? Or are we doing okay? Like, are we doing our part? Like you, you shouldn't have to ask your one black employee that it it is extremely overwhelming, especially during this time when, you know, your black employees are not okay. They're really not. For sure. In addition to that, like, what are you doing to make sure that their mental health is okay? And then what policies do you have in place to make sure that, you know, they have a space where they can go? And if they feel like they're facing discrimination or somebody made them uncomfortable, do they have someone they can go to talk to or not? Because if it's an entire white company and you're the one of few Black people and you go to HR and your HR is not diverse or your HR, your HR could be part of the problem. Right. And I think another part of that is that also if you don't have many black people on your side, and I think this even goes besides companies, just in the social, you know, social world, if, you know, your friend group doesn't have any, you know, people of color or diversity, or you have one black person and, you know, they're light skin. And I know I was talking to Niall about this a lot. Like, I think colorism is something that we also need to be talking about at this time mm-hmm. is that people think like you have one black person, but if you're one black person is light skinned with, you know, 
straight hair or curly hair, then are you like, are you really diverse? Because black people come in all like shades. And a lot of times when we go in like these fashion companies, they have, they say, oh, we're diverse. Oh, we have black people. And you go look and they're light skin and, or racially ambiguous. Right. I think it's like, you can't look to just the little token black person in the company as that's our one statement of like diversity inclusion. You know, I think that kind of like, it's similar and touches on that as well. It's like, just because you might have a light-skinned person working for you does not mean that your company is diverse. And I think white people especially have to be careful about, you know, when you're engaging in conversation saying, oh, well, we do have, we do, we do have a Britney that works for us. And, you know, that like, that's enough. So we don't want to hear, you know, that we aren't diverse and that's not necessarily it. But I think also is a lot that needs to be done. But I think we wanted to highlight like that side of it too, because I think it's really important, especially in these fashion and makeup and big brands where they are, they hire models and the models aren't really representative of mm-hmm. black people black as black a whole, people. you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's representation, honestly. Like, we little black girls need to be able to go into the shop and be able to purchase a Barbie doll that looks like them. And just slapping one type of black doll is just is not cutting it. Look at Niall and me. We look completely different, but we're both black and come from black families, you know? It's just, I mean, we've seen this kind of happen over the past couple of years where brands are just now coming out with foundations that, you know, are darker tones. And that, like, I mean, we should have never had to ask for that. Like, we shouldn't have had to bring to light that that's happening. Like, that people, girls cannot go find their foundation, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that, like, switching to a little bit more of a positive note is seeing so much support around Black-owned businesses during this time has definitely been a highlight for me. Um, And it's also made me want, well, just take a look at myself and say, how am I, as another Black person, supporting Black-owned businesses? Can I be doing more? Um, and I think that's been an important revolution. I mean, revolution (laughs) realization, um, of myself is because it's like, I don't always do as much as I can when it comes to supporting black owned businesses. And that's definitely something I want to change. And I think it's awesome that people are highlighting it. I think it's awesome that I see brands owners saying that they've met their July goals in just this one week because of people reposting them and really showing support. And I just think that's been absolutely awesome. And um, I hope people continue to, you know, support these businesses. Yeah, it's almost as if it should be as normal as like when you're shopping and you want to shop sustainable or like fair trade products. Like it should Mm -hmm. all be as ingrained. And like I can definitely admit to not um, doing that either and kind of buying fast fashion and not looking at this like locally owned. Is this black owned? But I mean, this Mm -hmm. is definitely brought to attention all of the wonderful brands that are out there and black women, black men that are like doing the damn thing. Yeah. And like quality products too. Not just like, you know, they're buying from AliExpress and high end fashion brands. Yeah. No shame to that hustle either. But you know, people who are literally hand making products that I had no idea. And now like I'm in need of so many things like hair care. I'm in need of artwork for my house, like everything. And now I feel like I can actually, do something good with what I like with my buying power. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that 
shifts more into another note of into a note of how we can still continue to support and show up past this one week of you know outrage um i know me and Brittany have both donated um to various organizations um yeah, you guys know all the organizations that are out there. I guess we're not going to go through a whole list of, you know, where to donate. That's all over Instagram. But we've definitely donated. And I think it's a telltale sign that in the middle of a national pandemic where people are unemployed like never before, Black people especially or are, like, donating so much money to the cause when we really don't you know, might not necessarily have it, you know, for other things that we might possibly need. Has disproportionately been killing off black people. Right. And so obviously the donating has been great, has been awesome. I know um, me and my brother, we went to protest in Detroit. It was very peaceful. It was very inspiring um, because I felt like after like day five of seeing so much on social media and seeing everybody repost and, all of this outrage on social media, it's like you get sick of just looking through Instagram and being at home, you know? And so it came a point where I'm like, I really need to be out there. And I also were starting to think about like my ancestors, my family that would be out there days, days at a time in the hot, you know, Southern sun protesting. And I can't find three or four hours or, you know, excuses to not go protest. I just would hate to look back on this time period and just say, nah, like I was just at home reposting things in my Instagram story. Yeah. So Niall and I were both, um, we're both able-bodied and healthy right now and in positions where we could. So we both um, definitely had to take a step back and sign off and go, go protest. And I I know it was inspiring for me as well um, to see, and even seeing like we had, you know, New Orleans is a predominantly black city. So seeing people come out, from their homes and like the older community who obviously can't right now during a pandemic protest and a crowd full of people, but seeing them come outside and, and just say like, thank you. And just like scare kind of an admiration for, you know, this generation that's doing this. Um, it was definitely moving and it was definitely much needed at this time when we've been so bogged down with like the news and social media. And I know going forward, like we said, we were going to be, purchasing for more black owned businesses, but we're also going to continue to read because, you know, education is power. So Niall and I are both um, looking to purchase books and start sharing and just reading more about what we can do and definitely just get out there. And also when, you know, looking for a job and choosing your employer, just like how you're choosing where to purchase now and, you know, companies to follow and influencers to follow, um, when you're looking for companies to work for, definitely, I, I challenge you to look into what their true core values are and their mission. And how um, they acted during this time. Yeah, like, I, I'm very appreciative that I do work for a Black-owned company and that a lot of our clients are focused and um, already focused on injustices um, and race and equi- inequalities in my community. So I, I appreciate that. But I know right now, if I wasn't, I would certainly be looking into, you know, what my next career step is or uh, reanalyzing the company I work for, just because I I think a lot of people right now are a little bit unsettled with what's happening overall. Yeah. And I I think it's important also during this time is I feel like everyone's getting, you know, it's normal and it's human 
to get wrapped up in what celebrities are doing or what companies are doing. But I've throughout my week of like realization is I've been like, what can I do to better the people that I know and the people that I can touch? You know what I'm saying? It comes to a point where you have to look inward and it's like, everyone's so focused about what other people are doing in this time, but what are you doing during this time? You know? And so that's something that I'm like, okay, it's okay to be critical of, you know, people in positions of influence and that sort of thing. But then it's also like, okay, what are you doing? How have you, have you have, like, how about you create something that can help people register to vote in November? You know, can I take my family members to the polls in November? You know, it's just little things that you can be doing that impact your community. And I feel like if everyone took two steps back and focused on the people that they can touch and the people they in- can impact, that would just make a world of change. Um, and so that's definitely something I've been thinking about. And I recently, with all of that thought, I was like, what way can I use my skills that, you know, that some of these organizations really need help on? And so I've recently signed up to volunteer at the NAACP, the branch here in Detroit, because I know they just need people that can just I don't know, post on social media, sort through phone calls, sort through donations. It's a lot of ways to get involved in your community through different organizations um, that are making an impact. And I felt like that was something I could just do, you know, um, that it's important. And this will be our last little tidbit of the day. I, I think as a Black community, well, I'll speak for myself. I'm looking for white people to just understand what's going on in the world is fucked up. There can be change and to recognize the part that you play in all of this. I don't think black people are wanting other white people to understand what we are going through. You'll never be able to understand it without living, you know, as a black person. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we are just as a community wanting to see white people just take one step to meet us, to have an open conversation, to be open to change. You know, like I don't think black people are wanting white people to be, you know, the savior of everything. We just want you guys to recognize what's going on and to take a little bit of ownership and reflection and have conversations with your other white family members and friends, you know, like, and I think I think that's an important topic is because I see a lot of things out there and, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I would say if I have to put it in short order, first thing is to listen. Um, and I, I've seen this obviously in Brittany and Drew Brees since obviously I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. Um, listen, just listen and understand what the movement is and what it's for. So that's first and foremost, um, because you cannot advocate and educate on something that you do not know. Racism goes far beyond just using the N-word and um, just the baseline discrimination. It goes far deeper than that. So that's one. Two, I would say educate. So once you understand and you listen, educate and learn what you can be doing and how to do it and read a little bit more on systemic racism and how far deep it really goes. And then three, vote. I can't say it any more, like any clearer, louder, vote. Um, It's obviously an election year. So just make sure that you are registered to vote and just get out there and vote. For sure. 
everyone show up in November. Um, and it's not just the presidential, um, you know, elections that are important. Voting for your district attorneys, um, voting for your mayors, voting like for your prosecutors. Like that's an electable position that makes a huge impact in your local community. Um, and really research these people and what they stand for, you know. And I think that's important as well. People, we have to start voting and taking more local elections way more serious than we have before. Yeah. Because it's important. And don't believe that your vote doesn't count and all of that. Your vote counts. I mean, Black people literally fought and died for other Black people to be able to show up to the poll and vote. So I'll be damned to not show up and vote. Okay? So it's, it's very important to vote and to encourage other people to vote, um, especially as a younger person, taking older people to the polls, um, making sure people have the time off of work to be able to go and vote, um, making sure you're registered to vote. You know, it's a lot of things out there that people are trying to stop Black people from voting and be aware of that and still show up and bring others. We can't say that any louder, any clearer. Yeah. But in closing, I, I guess we just want to say everyone stay encouraged. Um, take a mental health day if you need. It's very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, checking on your friends, checking on your family members. You know, everyone's experiencing a lot of different emotions right now. So we guys, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, we really just want to hop on here to just talk a little bit about, you know, what yeah. we are feeling. We don't want to go on a whole rant. It's so much to unpack in this whole situation, you know, like completely depression. So, (laughs) like, no outline. We just spoke from the heart. Yeah, and we thought it was important to do this now because of what's going on. You know, it's important to talk about things when they're happening, and um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you guys were able to, you know, hear a little bit about how we feel about what's going on. And maybe this could shed a little bit of light into your life. Um, So everyone, please have a great rest of the week. Stay encouraged. um, Stay hopeful. Stay prayerful. And for our next episode. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. Bye. Bye.